Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. If you want to fulfill your destiny, you're going to have to be strong and courageous. And the key to being strong and courageous is abiding in Him. Because if you abide in Christ, you will not be afraid. You will have a, a peace that passes understanding. Welcome to Timeless Truth with Pastor John from All Nations Church. And I'm so glad you're able to join us today. And uh, I'm right here in my office. And uh, so I'm looking forward to just sharing some truth with you that will hopefully help you and enable you to come into a deeper walk with the Lord. And, you know, this is the beauty of the Christian walk is that, you know, Jesus didn't die to give us religion. He died to give us a relationship. And, uh, and so it's so important uh, for us that we grow in our relationship with the Lord, that we grow in our walk with Him, and uh, that we learn of Him, like He said. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 11, chapter 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn of me, for I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, uh, you know, right behind me, I have hundreds and hundreds of books that over the years, you know, God has used them to, to bless my life and to help me to, to grow and to learn of him. And, um, and this is the beauty is that we can learn, we can grow. And uh, so I would just invite you over the coming weeks to tune in uh, to these podcasts and uh, hopefully they will play some part in enabling you to come to a, a deeper walk in your with the Lord and to a place of greater intimacy. And um, again, these truths are timeless. And, you know, this is the thing that I often remark when I read these books, because some of these books are, are a bit like old friends. I bring them out again every every few years and just feed on, on, on you know, the, the truths that are contained therein, you know, truths that men and women uh, discovered. Uh, by by seeking the Lord and and you know serving Him in good times and in bad and uh, you, you know some of these books are written hundreds of years ago others of them written more recently but uh, you know this is the beauty of truth it doesn't grow old it transcends culture and uh, you know it, it transcends nationality it transcends even the times that we're in and uh, so we can build our life. On the truth of God's word, and uh, and obviously, while books are important, there is no greater book than the Bible. Amen. Uh, heaven and earth will pass away; my words will never pass away. Matthew twenty four thirty five. And so, again, uh, if we build our lives on the word, if we build our lives on the truth of God's word, then no matter what comes or what goes, what stands, what falls, uh, we're going to make it in Jesus' name. So, um, welcome to my office. <laughs> And uh, welcome to this podcast in Jesus' name. Uh, we love you and we bless you. And uh, anyway, we've been talking about abiding in Him. And uh, really, this is Christianity 101 because, like I said earlier, you know, Jesus didn't die to give us religion, He died to give us relationship. He, you know, He wants us to walk with Him, to know Him, and, uh, uh, you know, to learn of Him. And uh, I'd like to start by reading. Uh, John chapter 15 and um, you know this is this is such a beautiful passage here and uh, you know it's one I've often 
meditated upon over the years. And, uh, you know, Jesus wants us to abide in him because he is the vine and we are the branches. And so, uh, verse 1, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And you're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, than he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And so in this passage, Jesus is talking about the importance of abiding in him as the vine. And really, I think uh, the, the first area where we really need to concentrate if we want to abide in him is to abide in his word. Because, uh, you know, to abide in his word means to abide in his will. And, you know, because God's word and his will are one. And um, and so it's it's so important for us to, to grasp this because... Um, you know, if we don't, we will always be, you know, blown to, you know, back and forth by the various winds of doctrine and, uh, you know, by the uncertainness of the times. And, you know, this is what we see in the Gospel of John in uh, verse 14. And it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And again, verse 1 of uh, John 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And so Jesus Christ is the Word made flesh. And so when we're abiding in the Word, uh, we're abiding in Christ. And uh, I think really this, this has to be the foundation um, of our walk with the Lord. Because too many times we base our walk with God on subjective feelings or on our performance or how well we feel we're doing uh, or whether or not we we felt God in the worship service or whether we feel like we're pleasing God at the present time. Uh, but again, I, I think our walk with God is it has to be based on something that is much more objective than our feelings or our performance. And that is on his promise, because all of the promises of God are yes and amen to us. And therefore, we can build our lives on the word of God. Amen. John chapter 8, verse uh, 31 and verse 32. And Jesus here is talking. And he said something very, very uh, profound that's been repeated over and again to the point of it almost becoming like a cliche. But it's not because it's truth. And he spoke these words. As he spoke these words, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the Jews who, befollow, who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, 
and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the truth will make you free, as my Bible says here in the New King James. But Jesus said, if you abide in my word. So again, we're not abiding in Christ if we're not abiding in his word. And you may say, well, what does it mean to, to abide? Well, you know, the, the word abide literally means um, to live. Um, it means to make your home. Um, it means to rest or to dwell. It means to continue permanently in the same state, to be firm or immovable. And so if we want to abide in Christ, we must learn to abide in his word. And um, you, you, since since I got saved about 30 years ago, since then I've been building my my library and just you know just buying books, not not to impress anybody, um, but just simply because I've I've had a hunger to learn and to grow, and you know to be the man that God's called me to be, and you know this is the reality. You will never step into your destiny if you don't know what his word says you will never truly know who you are if you don't know who he is and you cannot know God if you do not know his word because God has revealed himself to us in his word and this is why when Jesus invites us to abide in him and um, you know he, he said uh, you know abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me Amen. And so, uh, verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, uh, it says, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. And, you know, we all rejoice in answered prayers. We all rejoice when the breakthroughs come. But Jesus here gives us a key to the breakthroughs and to the answered prayer. And that is to abide in his word and to allow his word to abide in us. Um, this this is so important. We must learn to live in the word because um, our problem is we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And therefore, uh, you know, the Bible really holds the blueprints uh, for our destiny. Uh, the Bible reveals uh, the eternal secrets of God. You know, the Bible says that to the Jews were committed the oracles of God. And um, these are the oracles of God. These are God's eternal words. And this is why the Jewish people were such a blessed people, because God revealed himself to them and he revealed himself through them. And so when we're reading these words, uh, whether it's the Old or the New Testament, it's all God's word. And uh, and so, you know, for me as a pastor, I, I, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of, of learning to abide in the word of God. And um, as you do so, you will be changed. And it may not happen overnight. Your situation may not happen, may not change overnight. The breakthrough may not come overnight. But you know what? If you will learn to abide in the word of God, I assure you the change will come. Uh, because uh, as you abide in Christ, as you live in Christ, as you walk with Christ, um, your life will be transformed. And um, so uh, the book of Joshua, uh, chapter one, um, you know, Joshua, I think is is in some ways, uh, you know, a book that, that can really speak to us, uh, particularly those of us that have dreams and hopes and ambitions. And, you know, all of us do. God has written on the inside of, of each one of us, uh, you know, a, a, a destiny. Uh, you know, he declared, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And that's why, um, 
you know, one pathway will resonate with one person, one career, one job, one calling, and yet somebody else will have no interest whatsoever in that because that's not for them. That's not what they're called to do. And and so Joshua, I think, is a book that, that can really inspire us because uh, Joshua was a man who, who stepped into his destiny. You know, Moses had been called to enter the promised land, but because of, uh, you know, the sin of the people and because of where he fell short, he never really entered in. And, uh, but, but, you know, Joshua, I think, is an example for us in terms of uh, a, a person who stepped over the Jordan, who, who faced up to his enemies, um, who, who conquered, uh, you know, the, 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 the giants that, that he faced, who overcame the mountains he was um, faced with. And so in the same way, we can uh, step into what God has for us, but we must learn to abide in the word. Um, so we're going to look at Joshua chapter one. And like I said, Joshua is a very inspiring book because Joshua is a man who took hold of his destiny, who stepped into the plan God had for him and who conquered the land. You know, there are many people who have dreams of entering into their promised land, uh, but there are very few who actually do it. And so I think Joshua serves as a template for us. Um, you know, who desire to, to, to walk in what in all that God has for us. Amen. And um, uh, Joshua chapter one, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, o go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Now Moses was such a wonderful man, powerfully used by God. Um, you know, one of the greatest leaders that ever lived, if not the greatest, uh, aside from Christ. But you know, a wonderful leader. And and yet Moses never entered into his uh, promises. He never entered into the promised land. And um, but Moses loved the people, and he led the people for forty years in the wilderness. But I think it's so interesting that God says to Joshua, Moses is dead. Now let it go and step into what I have for you because I think and, and this is one reason I think God took Moses' body away so that they wouldn't make a shrine and uh, end up you know making an idol out of Moses and um, and so God uh, you know they never found the body of Moses and um, but but God says to Joshua Moses is dead that that chapter is finished uh, that that season has come to an end and now you must step into all that god has for you up until this point you've been a follower now you have to be a leader uh, because again uh, he, he was moses servant moses assistant and he said you must go over the land you and all the people to the land I'm giving to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread have I given to you, as I said to Moses. Amen. Uh, from the wilderness uh, to this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. And it's still their territory. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, you know, God gave the land of Israel to the Jewish people. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was at Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. 
Only be strong and very courageous. If you want to fulfill your destiny, you're going to have to be strong and courageous. And the key to being strong and courageous is abiding in Him. Because if you abide in Christ, you will not be afraid. You will have a, a peace that passes understanding. And if we want to abide in Him, we have to abide in the Word of God. Just as God said to Joshua here. Only be strong and very courageous so that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. You may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And so God commanded Joshua, he said, this book of the law, the word of God, will not depart from your mouth, but you will meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For it is then that you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So do you want to be prosperous and have good success in life? Learn to abide in the word of God. Amen. And learn to live in his word. Psalm 119 is such a beautiful psalm because it celebrates the word of God. It celebrates the Bible. Blessed are those who keep your testimonies. Those who seek him with the whole heart. And um, uh, so again, uh, we must keep the word of God. Verse 9. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Amen. Uh, verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so if you want to live a righteous life, you want to live a godly life, you must learn to abide in Christ. You must learn to abide in the word. You must learn to fill your heart with the timeless promises of God's word. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Because when your heart is full of the word of God, it will cleanse uh, it will be cleansed by the word and when your heart and mind is so full of the word there will be no room for lust or for lies or for compromise or for all of the evils that the enemy tries to tempt us with and um, uh, verse 18 open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law amen and uh, so uh, verse 42 I trust in your word. Amen. Do you trust in the word of God? And uh, so over and over again, this I don't have time to go through the psalm in its entirety. It's such a wonderful psalm. Uh, but you know what? It, it just encourages us to abide in the word. Forever, O Lord, verse 89, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. And, you know, this is something I've seen, uh, particularly when you read, uh, I, I love Matthew Henry, his, his commentary on the Bible, uh, you know, John Wesley, George Whitfield, you know, these men who lived hundreds of years ago. And yet, when you read their words, um, Augustine and, uh, uh, you know, these mighty men of faith, um, they loved the word of God and you know, the truths that they declared and the truths that they discovered um, in God's word still speak to us today. And uh, that's because truth is eternal. It doesn't uh, pass away. Verse 105 of Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so, you know, all of us uh, face challenges, face trials, but no matter what your problem may be, 
The answer is found in the word of God, whether it's in your marriage or in your mind or uh, any area of your life. If we will abide in the word, we will learn to abide in God's will and we will learn to abide in Christ. And um, thank you, Jesus. Verse 151, you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. Hallelujah. So again, when we're meditating on the word, we're meditating on the truth. Uh, and, you know, I love verse 165. Great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. Great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them, the Bible says. And so when we learn to abide in the word, we're not going to be so touchy. We're not going to be prone to take offense because many times we take offense because we are proud. Uh, it's the pride of our heart that causes us to get offended at people. But you know what? The Bible says, great peace of they that love thy law. That means, you know, we need to turn off Netflix and Amazon and uh, YouTube and all the other things that we're uh, spending so much time watching, you know, mindless entertainment on. And we need to get back into reading the Bible, reading the word, meditating upon the word, like God said to Joshua, you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I love Psalm 1 because, again, it encourages us to do the same thing because it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And so I would encourage you, when you read the Bible, and, and I, I, would, I would encourage you to do this, if you want to read the Bible, if you want to abide in the Word, um, you need to get two markers um, to mark your Bible, and uh, one marker for the Old Testament, one for the New. And by marker, I mean just a little ribbon or, or something like that, you know. But um, And so we should be always reading through the old and reading through the new. And uh, and as you're doing so, you're, you're going to get the, the, the big picture. Um, Paul said, I, I did not neglect to declare to you the whole counsel of God. And so um, we love the New Testament because it reveals Christ and, uh, uh, you know, it reveals uh, God's plan of salvation. But you know what? Uh, it's all there in the Old Testament as well. And, the, the, you know, they complement each other because, uh, you know, the new is the fulfillment of the old. And so I would encourage you to read both. And um, But it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You know, much of what we call entertainment today is perverse. It's ungodly. Um, you know, it mocks God. I mean, how many times do you hear the name of Jesus taken in vain? Um, you know, in entertainment and, you know, so many ungodly things. So, you know, you need to be discerning about what you're watching. Um, but, but certainly you need to make time for the Word of God because I think, you know, phones have become such a distraction to us to the point where some of us have um, simply we've got out of the habit of reading and that's why you find it hard. But it's amazing that when you start to do it again you'll get back into the habit of doing it and so you know we need to read the bible on a daily basis i think that is so important and um there was a chinese believer um i i've, I've forgotten the name of him but um uh, he had a principle no bible no breakfast if he didn't read his bible in the morning he wouldn't have breakfast and so that's a good way of motivating us because we're all motivated by our belly aren't we but um he he uh, had this 
principle that he came up with of, of reading two chapters in the old, uh, two in the new, and um, uh, five Psalms and one Proverbs every day. And uh, you could probably do all of that in about half an hour. Uh, but if you do that, uh, you will read through uh, the Old Testament once, you'll read through the uh, New Testament three times, and um, you'll read through the book of Proverbs uh, once every month. And um, and so there's there's 150 Psalms, and so if you're reading five Psalms a day, you'll read through the book of Psalms every month. And, um, and so you really will develop a very um, uh, in in depth knowledge of the word, if you'll do that, because I, I really believe we should be reading through the Bible, um, you know, on an annual basis. Uh, but anyway, it says his delight is in the law of the Lord, and you might say that's not possible, Pastor John. Half an hour every day reading the Bible. Well, in the large scheme of things, it's not a long time. Um, you know, most of us will probably spend two or three or four times that amount of time on our phone alone, not a mind, TV and all the other uh, emails and all the other things that are vying for our attention. And so we need to carve out time uh, to, to study the Bible, to study the Word of God. And so uh, it's not an issue if you delight in the Word. Um, it wasn't a big issue for me to spend time with Joanna. I would have to get in my car and drive four hours just to be with her on a, on, on a Sunday for a few minutes. And, um, but you know what, it was my delight. Um, you know, I loved spending time with her because I was in love with her and uh, still am. <laughs> Let me just clarify that, still am. And, uh, but, but, and, and you know what, I still love spending time with her. I don't look at my, my, my watch and say, oh, okay, we spent half an hour together now, that's, that's a box ticked, ticked. No, I mean, you know, we, we love spending hours together. We go for walks and we talk and we'll chat and we just, um, you know, we love each other's company. And I think that's a gift from God. And um, I don't think you should marry somebody unless you have that with each other. You know, if it's um, a chore being together, I'm not sure if, if it's God, but certainly we must delight in the word of God. We must delight in his presence and we must delight in his word. And um, it says, he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. So again, if we abide in the word, we will prosper, we will succeed, we will, and, and, and you might say, oh, that's health and wealth. Well, uh, all through the Bible, um, you will see that when you walk with God, he will bless your life. And that's not our focus. Um, you know, we don't give to get, we don't walk with God in order to be blessed, but it's just the consequence of walking with him, is that you will be blessed. And, you know, for me, prosperity is far more than just simply money. It's peace, it's joy, it's health. I mean, your health is your wealth. And, um, you know, it's having a happy marriage, a happy home. And, uh, you know, all of these are... are um, uh, results are consequences of walking with God. It's not why we do it, but you know what? It, it spills over into every area of our lives. And that's why Psalm 23 says, my cup overflows. And so when we abide in Christ, uh, you know what? Blessing just invariably spreads to every aspect and every area of our lives. And so this is why it's so important for us to abide in Christ, to abide in his word. Amen. Because there, you know, there is no other life than uh, w worth living uh, than one lived for Christ. Because 
he is the good shepherd. He gave his life for the sheep and he wants us to abide in him. And so uh, as I finish, um, I've read this Bible verse to you already, but I think it's, it's very important for us to uh, finish on it and, you know, just to reflect on it for a moment. Uh, John 8 and verse 30, as he spoke these words, many believed in him. So the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it's my hope and prayer that as you tune in on a weekly basis, that your faith will grow and that you'll get a greater hunger to read the Bible for yourself. And um, I would encourage you, get a Bible. You might have a phone, you might have a tablet, but get a Bible and get a pen and highlighter and, you know, highlight it and write notes in it. And, um, you, you know, love your Bible and uh, your life will be changed. Your life will be changed by the word of God. And uh, so it says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And so what did Jesus say characterized a disciple? Abiding in his word. And you know what? There are many people who would consider themselves Christians and have been believers maybe for many years, but they're not abiding in the word. They're abiding in Netflix. They're abiding in uh, Sky. They're abiding on, on uh, you know, uh, online and all sorts of social media, Twitter, etc. So the list goes on and on. Like I said, all these things are vying for our attention. Uh, but Jesus said the characteristic of a disciple is someone who abides in the word. And that's, that's again, my hope is that these podcasts will play a part in, in stirring your heart to read your Bible, stirring your heart to pray and to, and to abide in Christ. And um, like I said, when we abide in him, everything changes. Our, our perspective of everything changes. Um, because again, we're living in challenging times. And um, yeah, you know, there's all sorts of challenges right now with, with inflation, the cost of living and uh, the war in Ukraine and all the other things that, that are going on on a global scale, particularly some very troubling things. And yet, uh, in the midst of it, we, we can have his peace if we will abide in his word. And so again, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. You see, it is truth that makes us free. It's truth that enables us to navigate uh, the challenges, the, the trials, the traumas of life. It's the truth of God's word that will lead us. And so, again, I hope this today has encouraged you and maybe stirred your heart to, to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig my Bible out because too many times as believers, we're going to church week by week and we may even bring a Bible. The fact is, mo many people don't bring a Bible to church anymore. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, Sunday may be the only time in a service that, that you actually take time to reflect on the Word of God. But you know what? I believe we need to do it on a daily basis because, you know, the, 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 the Word of God is our foundation. It is the rock. And um, it, it, you're not abiding in Christ if you're not abiding in His Word, as this verse clearly shows. So, you know, I don't know about you, I want to abide in Jesus like never before, particularly in the days that we're in. 
I want to draw close to Him. And like the Bible says, draw close to God and He will draw close to you. And so we draw close to Him by uh, drawing close to the Word and by meditating and reflecting on the Word like we read in Joshua 1 and Sam 1. And uh, so, uh, Lord, I pray for every person watching today that you would stir their hearts to abide in you, that you would reveal yourself to them through their word. And I pray particularly for those maybe who feel they have a mental block that they can't read, that they can't concentrate. And I know certainly social media and phones and all these things have played a part in affecting our attention. Um, but you know what? We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And uh, so, Lord, I pray that you will enable people to focus, give them the hunger to read, uh, to, to reflect, and, and, and also to understand that, you know what, it's not, it's not necessarily how many pages you're reading. Um, sometimes just, just reading a passage and thinking about it, reflecting on it, meditating upon it, uh, just ruminating on that um, can do more for you than just reading pages and pages mindlessly. Uh, you know, you're reading, but your mind is somewhere completely different. So again, let's meditate on the word. Let's uh, put our roots down deep in him because Jesus is our rock. In Jesus' name, bless every person today, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.